Welcome to Discoculia Headlines Weekly, a podcast where we share news, information, resources, tips and tricks about Discoculia. You can subscribe to this podcast via iTunes and then search for Discoculia Headlines. You can also find us on the web at discoculiaheadlines.com and then click on the podcast page. Reduce anxiety. There is no money in special education. Math, no problem. Webinars and knitting math. This is a podcast for week 31 in 2018, and we welcome Dr. Schroeder, the founder of Disco Kulia Services, to come with us uh, on our journey through the links of this week from uh, Disco Kulia Headlines. How are you doing today? Well, very well. Thank you so very much. Well. It's always great to be here. Absolutely. It is our weekly happy hour. And so we're looking at... Um, uh, our first link, Reduce Anxiety, and it, it features a wonderful dog. It looks a little bit like our, our, our you know, the posture, uh, the posture of our uh, studio dog, Susie. Mm-hmm. And how about that? Uh, do we need to take a dog to class? Is, is that what they're talking <laughs> well, about? Well, this link uh, from Edutopia, which is, by the way, uh-huh. a... a fabulous website anyway, so you definitely need to visit them. Uh, it, it's about the advantage of having a therapy dog at an elementary school. Isn't yeah, that fantastic? School. Yes. And it seems that children react very well to it. Now, research strongly indicates the benefit of therapy dogs. Our district carefully weighed the pros and cons of therapy dogs and decided that the pros outweigh the cons, said this article. <laughs> yeah. Funny, funny, funny. Uh, so they just have a dog people, running around there? Y- well, that's not exactly the plan. Oh, okay. Um, pause for people, and that is uh, listed by uh, Charlotte Slitter, uh-huh. uh, mentions that they uh, now know that a therapy dog can um, lower somebody's blood pressure oh. and stress levels. Well, if you have terribly high blood pressure, I'm not saying that you should stop your medication, but adding the dog in the mix I know, would definitely be... I know a friend who has high blood pressure. I should recommend that to him. Well, adding it into the mix, not either or, right. please. Okay, so um, it can increase your levels of dopamine and serotonin. So the happy uh, uh, neurotransmitter... It improves physical well-being. It can decrease anxiety, and that's why we uh, we have uh, picked it up here. Um, a positive mood. It can increase in positive mood. Yeah. Um, it can help with um, social isolation, and it can help children learn social skills by caring for the dog they start to understand that they can also care for other children and um, it can um, can help young readers gain confidence so um, the people who take the dog into the school the handlers um, have really gone through a whole process to be educated and to uh, train the dog and then after doing that, to educate the students and the staff on how to approach uh, and how to interact with the with dog. The dog right. um, all students in that school are required to watch a, a slideshow. Okay. And it explains the dog's role in the school. Okay. 
as well as how he was trained and how to uh, to approach him. So they're taught about the dog's body language. <laughs> yeah, and how to tell if the dog might be stressed. Oh yeah. Or happy. Hang on. <laughs> yes, happy, tired, or hungry. Yeah. Now these lessons tie back to social and emotional skills. We we really um, uh, appreciate in our right. students. So right. they respect the dog and care about him. So there are also other concerns. Of course, I know you have a fear for um, allergies. You, some s- students might be right. afraid of dogs. Right. Um, yeah, and you know, all all dogs, including our studio dog Susie, can shed hair. So yeah, that totally. is related to allergy, maybe, and to a little bit more um, vacuum cleaning. Now, um, this asks for uh, some specific policies and how, how to go about it, but addressing that should be possible. And I, I definitely encourage all schools to learn from this and look at introducing therapy dogs as a way of bringing nature mm-hmm. uh, back into the classroom. Into the classroom and yeah. actually one of the schools here in Houston where I regularly tutor students with dyscalculia has a service dog. Oh, is that right? Yes. And um, it works really, really well. So I can only advise you, please read their other stories too uh, at this website. Um, and we, uh, we try to, we need to be more aware in schools to not inflict any harm. Unintendedly, mm-hmm. schools inflict harm um, and that should definitely be addressed. That is also one of the big topics that come up in in their website. And I, I fully agree with that. Okay. Okay. Well, our next link is uh, very disappointing. It says there is no money in special education. And that's what you're all about. <laughs> I mean, I yeah, feel yeah. for you now, okay? There's well, no budget. There's no money in special education. What can we learn here, Dr. Well, Soder? Well, this is this is a blog by Lindsay Morin, and she's a special ed advocate. And um, yes, I agree. It's not so much the money that would encourage people to begin a career in special education. You, can, you really need a passion for it. Uh-huh. Uh, but this article reviews uh, the... Huge difference in funding that charter schools receive for uh, students who are uh, labeled special ed uh-huh. compared with uh, what the regular education children uh, get. Okay. And, and, and there is about a $16,000 difference wow. per year. Now, this unfortunately encourages some bad behavior where schools try to enroll only children with mild special needs <laughs> just to cash in on the bonus <laughs> and that they get paid and still leave the more severe cases out mm. as it will cost them too much. Mm. And obviously that 16000 was an average for both lighter and um, more uh, time-consuming um special ed students. Now, recently they have also found some charter schools that have refused children based on their IEP. And that's, of course, 
not what this legislation right. was intended to right. do. So there's an investigation about it going on. So we will um, we will let you know when more yeah, is known we'll when this is that. resolved. Absolutely. So our next link is a little uh, video. Let's see if we can play a little clip of this. Nice music. So Debbie, what is at the heart of this new curriculum? At the heart of the mathematics um, new curriculum are the three aims. The three aims of um, fluency, reasoning and problem solving. Um, and fluency is about um, knowing, knowing number facts, knowing tables, being proficient in algorithms. But it's more than that. It's also about having the understanding so you've then got the flexibility um, to know when to apply those techniques and those strategies. Um, and also to, to reason from what you know. For example, if you know 12 times 12 is 144, you can work out that 13 times 12 is 156. Can you tell us a bit more about problem solving in classrooms like this? Okay, well, uh, it sounds like she's not from Wisconsin. <laughs> I would say it feels so being back in the UK again. It, it does, doesn't it? It does. It gets, uh, yeah, it gets all of that back. So, what can we learn here? This seems to be about the uh, national curriculum in the in the United Kingdom. Yes, they have uh, revamped and uh, uh, selected one uh, curriculum as the most favorable. It's called math. Maths, no problem maths, because we, no problem, right. yeah, in the UK we have different different maths together, so it's an right. S. Well, I, I've heard uh, Joe Bolo explain that they put the S she behind is, it. She is from the UK originally. Right. right, and it is because math is the abbreviation for mathematics, which has an S. Yeah. Also, um, in the US, when they say do the math, they mean do the calculation. Do the numbers. But math is so much more There's than just no a calculation. There's no shapes and sizes right. and patterns right. and creative thinking. So, so that, the, that why, S yeah. should be there. <laughs> Definitely. Okay, so we like the S. But uh, for now, what can we learn? So they have a national curriculum? Is that the deal? Yes, and it's it's really very well organized. Uh -huh. um, and it's already uh, in use with, uh, with great success. And in the international rankings, the UK ended up at a pretty low 26th place, which uh, I guessed um, alerted them to do something. So maybe it will alert people in the US also, right. because we are kind of in the same league. The US is, is not even in the top 30. It came at a place of 38. Eight out of seventy-one Ouch. countries that participated Ouch. in an international study. Yeah. Well, it's of course easier to introduce something in the UK um, with fewer regions uh, that have their own organization compared to the fifty states in the US, because Correct. everybody here wants to do their own thing. Correct. Unfortunately. Also, it's about one tenth of the population there. Mm -hmm. so that is a lot easier. Yeah. To manage. Now, yes. so the success uh, also depends for a great deal on how teachers are prepared for these changes. And in fact, the success of uh, math education starts at uh, teachers' colleges. Um, right. So what they, what they know about it, how they feel about it, how uh, teachers' colleges uh, select their... Um, select their uh, 
applications for those who are admitted. Uh -huh. That can also make a big difference. Uh -huh. And uh, yeah, I, I really like it. It's uh, the Department of Education has uh, um, supported this new curriculum. I have seen several books already. Uh, and what they say, the key uh, approach is using resources, problem solving, group work, uh, students becoming more fluent in, in uh, calculations also. It's uh, definitely child-centered and it's, it's way more fun. This is not just writing down numbers. Um, it is uh, designed for students in year one through six. Mm -hmm. uh, year one being our kindergarten. So it's our U.S. Uh, lower school. school. Uh, and author is Louise uh, Hoskins-Staples. She's a senior math uh, lecturer at the University of Worcester. And we, she, she started to think about this when she was head of a primary school. She also worked with the Singapore math uh, curriculum. So it's definitely born from uh, actual work in the field, right. not just um, abstract and, and um, difficult concepts this is based in the uh, in school this is this is practical this mm -hmm. is interesting so um yeah i i really hope Sounds that good. they would export it yeah. to the u.s <laughs> yeah. as well yeah but with 50 states and so many school districts and then so many schools well a uh, homeschool parents might be able to be, uh, uh to um then we have to cross it. out all the S's in all these books. <laughs> <laughs> I would leave them in. <laughs> we're talking to Dr. Schroeder, the founder of DiscoCuliaServices.com, and we're looking at the links provided on our website, DiscoCuliaHeadlines.com. So our uh, next link, it, it's a replay from a webinar. And... And that's very nice. They, uh, and it, but it's also uh, Disability Today from the United Kingdom. And they give us the replay on that uh, webinar. Let me see if we can uh, pull it up here. And I don't know how long they keep the uh, replay available. But it is definitely an opportunity also to look at the uh, webinars from Dr. Schroeder. Um, well, I have a dyscalculia is a lifelong condition that makes math-related tasks arduous and even painful. Though it's nearly as common as dyslexia, roughly 7% of U.S. students have dyscalculia. This learning disability is neither well-known nor fully understood. Students with... Okay. Well, that is the automatic voice. Yeah, uh, yeah, yeah. But okay, who, uh, who reads it? it's very well understandable. It's uh, it's a free webinar, so so benefit from that. It's a replay uh, on understanding dyscalculia, how to recognize and address math learning differences by Daniel Ansari. Uh, we have mentioned him uh, before, right? And it's at the Attitude website. So. Uh, things that are uh, covered here is uh, how the how number skill develops in children, the key building blocks of numeracy, uh -huh. uh, easy ways of um, 
associating mental skills in uh, uh, numerical skills, sorry, in early education and how to assess it. Now, uh, all parents and teachers should watch this great overview and, um, and, and it's a clear introduction. After that, we have a series of five webinars with even more details. So please log in to that. It's also free. And um, we run them every month at different month, times. So yes, it depends so on where you are exactly. in the world, what your right. different time, uh, zones, time zone is. You, different days in the week. Maybe next month or the month after right. that will be more uh, convenient for you. Good. Well, that brings us to our last uh, link for the week, and this is about knitting math. So these are people that have uh, ventured out in the old art of knitting, <laughs> and that yeah, has yeah, helped yeah. them with math. <laughs> yeah. My well, sisters used to do a lot of knitting, and they would always be counting so many, so many strikes, or how do you call that, so many knots, and then, mm -hmm. and then, yeah, and then they had to go one way and then another way. It was a complicated art. I remember that. It was a complicated art. Yes, yes. This is uh, um, a, a message from uh, Professor Sarah Jensen. Um, who uh, started to do a knitting course in college. So now <laughs> it, it has been years since I touched any needles. Yeah, but, um, in college. Yes. Interesting. And she actually made an interesting observation that um, what professional mathematicians think of mathematics is completely different from what the general population thinks of as mathematics. So professionals talk about critical thinking, problem solving, creativity. Mm -hmm. While the general population only mentioned calculations and equations. So right, right or wrong, less creative and more writing down numbers. So the writer of this blog, like I, I said, uh, Sarah Jensen, assistant professor in mathematics, she wanted to solve this problem in, an, in, an, in a very unconventional way. So she decided to offer a class called the Mathematics of Knitting. <laughs> yeah, at Cartago College. Okay. And um, she chose to completely eliminate pencils, papers, calculators, and textbooks. And instead, they talked, used their hands, drew pictures, uh, played with everything from beach ball. So it's not only knitting, not only but knitting, it's doing okay. things with your hand, right. uh, measuring, exact, all kinds of things. And for homework, they reflected by blogging. And of course, they knitted. <laughs> yes. And she believes that if more mathematicians were able to set aside the classical abstract techniques that are... Uh, easy for them to understand that it must be possible that the world could overcome that prevailing misconception that computation is the same as mathematics. It's a very That's restrictive a view yeah. of it. And, and just maybe for, for a few more people out there, uh, they could embrace mathematical thought, if not figuratively, then literally. Uh, actually, with a throw pillow was one of the topics that uh, the, the students made. So she also did a topic uh, called um, rubber sheet geometry. <laughs> and the students were asked to imagine that the world is made of rubber. Rubbery objects that can be reshaped. 
And uh, like knitting, for instance, you you uh, set out to uh, knit a hat. You have those three needles that are in a triangle, and right. you knit all around with the fourth needle. But when it comes off the needles, it immediately reshapes yeah. into uh, a circle. So these and other things were a great way to make students think about uh, math in a more positive way and actually love it. I so, love it. Yeah. Well, thank you, Dr. Schroeder. We hope to see you back uh, next week with an equally nice uh, list of uh, links. Dr. Schroeder is the founder of DiscoCoolerServices.com and you can follow her on Twitter and on Facebook and she maintains boards both on Pinterest and on Flipboard. She also runs, and we talked about that, five free webinars and all the information about that is at webinars.discoculiatrainingcenter.com. Now, if you want to check if you have Discoculia, you can do the free Discoculia checklist on our website, discoculiaservice.com, in the left navigation panel, or you can get a more comprehensive math and Discoculia screening test at discoculiatesting.com. Dr. Schroeder is on a mission to increase the number of Discoculia tutors and has developed a whole online course for teachers and other interested people who want to become Discoculia tutor. And you can find all about that at discoculiatutor.org. Discoculia Headlines Weekly is a production from discoculiaheadlines.com. You can find us on the web at discoculiaheadlines.com and we are on Twitter at discoculiahead. You can also find us on Facebook, we have a board on Pinterest and on Flipboard. Search for Discoculia Headlines or follow the links on our webpage. You can send your questions, comments and contributions to communications at discoculiaheadlines.com and we may even discuss it in one of our upcoming podcasts. We hope this was useful for you and until next week, you can count on us.